0: Because the thing is, and I hate to say it, like most of it, like I think most of it is when we watched the trailers, we kind of knew what the vibe of the the tone of the movie was going to be. But a lot of people didn't catch it. They just see Joker yeah. and they're thinking, oh, it's going to be your usual superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even when you try to tell people, it's like, you know, they've heard so much stuff in the media that has like kind of skew other stuff in the media instead of like paying attention to what the, what the trailer is giving. Um like, the trailer didn't have one kill, one explosion. I mean, the most action you got was him dancing around. <laughs> so, um it I don't know. It wasn't given what it was but I mean, hey, people just see Joker and they just think it's gonna be this, that, and the third. Yes. And I'm 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 and I'm really wondering, Brandon, like you said, like what how are box office receipts gonna look next week?
1: Yeah, next week. Which, you know, it won't matter to... I mean, it, the embarrassment would be the main thing about it. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is it that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor, I'm a luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all you know, first just say something night, nice. It's showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSN Podcast or at our website, SSNPodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. <laughs> we are so glad to have you here today. Today is Sunday, October the 6th, 2019, special morning edition. Uh, I feel like um, Al Roker. <laughs> Special morning edition, everybody. <laughs> intense showers today. Intense, well, I guess intense shade today <laughs> um, because we will be reviewing the new Question of Mark, even though it's been at film festivals for like two months now. Uh, Warner Brothers Oscar bait prestige film, Joker. Wait, hold up. Let me hit it the right way one time for my man Doc Claw.
2: <clears throat> Joker.
1: Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Zazie Beetz and Robert De Niro, and directed and co-written and co-produced by a very um, a man who always says the right thing at all times, uh, Todd Phillips.
0: <laughs> love, love that Joker. <laughs>
1: I am joined here today by Ken. Hello. Ali. Hello. And special guest, April.
2: Good morning.
1: All right. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So, of course, you know, I guess for the sake of posterity, a little bit of backstory. Joker, of course, is... Loosely, and we do use the word loosely with intent, based upon the Batman's, you know, primary villain, his, you know, his arch enemy from the uh, Batman DC comics. The difference, of course, is that Joker is intended as what Todd Phillips calls a, a real movie. It's essentially a pastiche of 1970s and early 1980s Martin Scorsese movies. The idea being that they wanted to take the Joker character and sort of transplant it into a story about, you know, like the older, dirtier version of New York City, which, of course, Gotham City has always been a stand-in for anyways, and sort of try to explore a character study for this, you know, hard to pin down sort of nebulous comic book character whose main defining trait as far as his origin story goes is that he didn't have a solid one. It was Mm -hmm. the joke was always that, you know, because back in the 40s and 50s, so many writers came up with so many origin stories for the Joker, they just decided he won't have one. (laughs) He will have um, all of the origin stories. They'll all be true, and none of them will be true at the same time. And so this movie has gotten all manner of publication, uh, publicity, praise, rage, in the news over the last couple of months ever since, you know, it was clear that it was actually going to come out in theaters, (laughs) Um it debuted at the Venice Film Festival in September and got rave reviews and won their top prize. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you know, then everybody was like, oh, it's gonna be the, mo- the movie of the year, people were calling it. It was got, you know, it had at that point, I believe, at 83% in Rotten Tomatoes. And it was being praised to the high heavens, except for um, there were some reviews, of course, you know, that you know were didn't like it. I remember in particular Ali's best friend, David Ehrlich from um, IndieWire, gave a review that was heavily mixed. He he loved it and hated it at the exact precise same time. And he was trying to figure out how to sort of kind of, you know, parse his feelings about the movie.
3: Man, you better figure out a way to edit out that songbite about you saying it's my best friend. (laughs) Edit that shit out. Edit that out. No! I I don't know him.
1: You don't know her? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. And then it debuted at the Toronto International Film Festival and then just last week at the New York Film Festival. And with each succeeding film festival, the closer it got to America is when the backlash uh, kicked in. It's funny because it at least with Dream Girls, they waited until Chris until after New Year's to start the backlash when <laughs> they were trying to put that up for Oscars. I remember that particular. That, you know, Dream Girls was the movie of the year until New Year's and they decided they didn't like it anymore. And didn't nominate it for an Oscar. And then Eddie Murphy did Norbit. He lost his Oscar. He had been nominated for. That was a whole deal. With Joker, it seems that every time they showed it to more American critics, I suppose, it's when the issues came in. hmm And then there was this whole thing about, is Joker too violent for our modern society? You know, there's so much violence in it. I don't think it's, it's appropriate for um And Warner Brothers had to put out bullshit statements about how, you know, the Joker movie is not supposed to perpetuate violence. You know, he's not a good character. Warner Brothers does not, um, does not endorse any sort of violence or retaliation in relation to the Joker movie or character. And Todd Phillips, who all this time they've been blowing smoke up his behind about how great he was and how he was a genius who was reinventing himself from a director of silly comedies like the Hangover movies and Road Trip and such. Uh, he didn't know how to handle this backlash about the movie being uh, purportedly super violent. And he started immediately talking about how it was the left, the left, the, um, the liberal media that was trying to take him down. It was, uh, what about John Wick 3 that just came out? That started a white man, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> he was shooting up people. <laughs> Everybody was saying the movie was going to be, it was gonna be a, a, a recruitment film for incels. People who are, quote unquote, involuntarily celibate. These white men who go online and they're angry at the world because they can't get dates, apparently. And so they go out and start shooting people as a result. Like Elliot raw Rod- Elliot Rodgers, the man who shot everybody in San Diego, he's one of their um, their um, kings, I guess. So they're 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 like hero figures, I guess you could say. And it got worse and worse. Todd Phillips eventually got to the point where he was. Uh, what is the last thing he said? Well, the one thing he said last week is early. It, well, oh, he stopped making comedies because. Everybody, of woke culture, and everybody was too easily offended, and he didn't want to offend anybody, so nobody's making comedies anymore. And every comedian, every comic director and writer who's still making comedies in Hollywood because God forbid it's still being made, came out and was like, well, you're tripping. You you're really are tripping. You know, it's just, it's such an ordeal. And then, of course, the fanboy's been pissed for months. I think years, actually, because Todd Phillips talks about how, you know, this isn't a comic book movie. This is a real movie. You know, we didn't really take anything much from the comic book, which as you watch the movie, it's kind of a lie. Uh, <laughs> you know, the comic, comic books are you know, for kids. This is an adult movie, a real movie, you know, and everything. And so there are people, including close friends of mine, who have been at various levels of vocal volume either declaring shouting or screaming that they will never ever ever see this movie because you know hashtag not my joker um but we are here finally to review the movie we've seen it it finally came out in regular theaters on october the 4th uh, two days ago we've all seen it we paid our money, some of us had to pay twice, and I'll tell that story Why well, I had to pay twice. Thank you, Georgia Department of Transportation. Uh, and then we will give you our reviews. We'll discuss the things that we liked about the movie, the things we didn't like about the movie, what we thought the acting was like, and we'll sort of kind of go over what we think the awards chances are given the uh, backlash, the for the forward lash, and all the other lashes that have occurred to this movie over the course of the last couple of months. So, I think I will start with I will start with April. Uh, if you can, without giving any spoilers, I mean, there's not much to spoil, but you know, mm-hmm. just in case anybody you know wants to see the movie and wants to go in clean, we'll do a spoiler session later on. Uh, just uh, tell us, um, give us a letter grade for the movie. Tell us three things you liked about it. Three things you did. If you can't get all the way to three on either, that's perfectly fine. And just sort of kind of a general assessment of what you thought of it.
2: Yep. Uh, what I liked is uh, first the cinematography. It was a really well shot video and, uh, or movie. And it was a timepiece back in the 70s. And you got that feel right away. Um, especially with uh, Robert De Niro's character uh, as a talk show host. Uh, and just the framing of that time and having that timepiece there. Uh, in the city and all of that. Um, So just the cinematography was beautiful of thinking back to the 70s and that vibe of an inner city. Um, Also, the acting was great. Uh, So, you know, I think uh, Joaquin uh, Phoenix is going to be nominated um, during this award season. Uh, He did a great role in transforming into the Joker, and the rest of the cast was able to play off of that. Um, This was one of the movies I didn't feel Robert De Niro was Robert De Niro. He actually... Uh, really portrayed uh, Murray Franklin um, in his role and played really well off of Joker, uh, especially during like a key scene. Uh, You know, Zazie and the rest of the sporting cast um, were also strong. Um, So, you know, as far as the movie, the way it was filmed and the acting, I think that was uh, what really stood out. And I think that's what attracted a lot of people to it during, um, you know, the uh, film circuit season. Uh, you know, things that were kind of drawbacks for me is thinking about just this film being a Batman Joker film. Uh, It doesn't quite feel that way. And I know that's the pushback you were talking about from fans that I think this was a film that was almost written and produced and then we put the Joker on top of it. Uh, I think uh, Rod from Black Guy Who Tips said, he's like, this would be a different movie. It was just called The Comedian, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and not thinking about it in the context of Gotham City. Uh, so, you know, that, that that that's a good argument. I think we knew that from the trailers and how it was presented, that it wasn't going to be your traditional um, Joker Batman film. Uh, and so that was a little bit removing. I, I think my biggest uh, kind of takeaway, and that's the discussion that everybody's having, is just the portrayal of people of color and women in this film. Uh, Again, we'll get to that part during the spoilers, but that did take me out of the film at a few points in just thinking about how the choices that were made to have um, certain roles played by people of color, um, Mm -hmm. including like the opening scene. I was like, are we already already starting off that way before the title card? Um, And so, you know, I think that's going to be argument for... Uh, some of these articles and for a discussion of just uh, what were the choices made, because I think they were deliberate in order to cause controversy. Um, if you didn't want this woke culture, then you should have chosen differently in kind of who you selected uh, to play certain roles in this film. Um, so you know those are my like biggest uh, you know critiques uh, as well as kind of the strengths of this film. I probably give it round a B. Um, I wasn't uh, completely thrilled with it, uh, but I do think it was a good film as a one-off standalone, uh, not in the universe of Batman Joker film.
1: Okay. Uh, Ken. All right. Um,
0: so three things I liked about the film. Um, definitely Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Um, even I felt like throughout the film, he realistically like morphed into this different character. Um, what else um, I'm, but mine's really going to be short um, what else did I really like about this film um, I like the dark humor around it uh, that was used to tell this like the story of this guy who's suffering from mental illness um, what else here um, definitely cinematography as I thought it was a beautifully shot film definitely um, that story, things I did not like uh, I kind of agree a, a little, uh, somewhat with what April was saying about the portrayal of the people of color in this film. But I also like in, in in a certain instance, I see some things that like it it bothers me, but it doesn't. But I feel like they could have mixed things up just a little bit. Um, what else I didn't like? I didn't care for the Alfred. Um, I thought that was weird that scene, um, and I didn't I didn't think the actor was like I mean, even though he just had like one scene in the whole movie, that wasn't my Alfred. Um, you weren't here for thick Alfred? No, I'm not here for thick Alfred. H i c thick alfred T-H-I-C-C. thick
3: mm-hmm. Fred. thick friend. <laughs> thick friend.
0: Um, <laughs> and another thing is, I'm not here for some of the stuff I've been like I've been hearing different reviews and seeing different things in the media. And I I know within art, you everybody has their own takeaway from things, but some of this stuff is just like blatantly trying to um, it clickbait. And sometimes those people are like, OK, you're thinking way too hard about this film. I don't I don't I, I really like even though I think they put a lot of thought into it, because even though I can know some people say it's not you're like your traditional Batman. I still feel, feel the, see the way they weaved in different elements from the Batman mythos and the comics overall, because Batman has what, an 80 year history now?
1: Mm-hmm. 80 um, fan groceries this year. They've um, done all that, you know,
0: yeah, Batman so, day stuff. So, he, I mean, and I see, like, I see references and different elements to things that have happened, different stories and stuff. So it's like, I can tell they actually did their their homework in establishing this. This is not the cinematic Joker we might have been used to or the stuff we've seen in other portrayals, but I've seen the way they've weaved in different parts of Batman's story and Joker stories and the history. And I'm not mad at how they came to this conclusion, that, that the story and how things work, because I thought I can see how, uh, like, I can definitely see how it seems like, okay, this is a story about, you know, an, a man with mental illness just basically going uh, berserk and going on a killing spree with Joker laid on top as a, like, little touch, like a bow on top. Like, let's just make this more, like, make this more uh something else. But I, uh, I don't know. Uh, and I'm just going to stop there. I give the film an A
3: minus.
1: Okay. Um, Ali...
3: I'm gonna give this movie a B. Um, I did like um, most of the most of the acting from Walking Phoenix. Um, I do agree with April. It it does feel like it's the the way it was portrayed does feel like a something that's that's timely. So it does feel like it's in the correct period. Um, I was not I was not taken out of the movie at all. Um, it's really beautiful. Um, if you just stand back and you, you, you just kind of remove the story um, itself, it, it looks really, really, really polished, uh, clean. Um, what I did not like, um, I didn't really care much for the Waynes being in this movie. Um, there's just <laughs> certain parts. Um, you know, Ken brought up um, Alfred. Um, I'm gonna bring up a scene. Um, in the spoiler section um, to, to, to do with, um, you know, Thomas Wayne. It's just, yeah, I, I was not a, a huge, huge fan of how they inserted them into the movie. Um, That's all I can think of for now. Um, in terms of just the general feel on the movie, I, I walked away um, kind of, Underwhelmed, and I think that's just because it was too hyped up in the media. Um, you know, I, I will say also that it it was strange watching it in my theater on account of um, after about forty five minutes to an hour in, um, people just started getting up and leaving. At first, I thought they were going to the restroom, but then when I started seeing people um, leaving in like small groups, I realized that that they're probably not all going to to, see, to the restroom there. Probably actually leaving. And I think um, it's like what you guys said. um, People probably watched the previews, the trailers and the interviews and probably thought that they were going to see something else. They had expectations. And when those expectations were not met halfway into the movie, they decided to give up and leave. So, all right. That's it for me.
1: All right. So it's my turn. <clears throat> Let me crack these knuckles. Hold on, give me a second. Oh god. Hey, put, the, put that fork down. Hmm. That was <laughs> that wasn't a fork. <laughs> put a fork you sorry down. though. <laughs> there you go. Forky. All right. You niggas get on my get on my motherfucking nerves. All of you. And I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about my present company, talking everybody who praised the movie to high heaven, everybody who shattered the movie without having seen it, everybody who said it was the most violent movie ever made, your raggedy-ass director talking about what about John? everybody did too motherfucking much for this movie that's basically just quote-unquote okay oh it's so artsy it's fucking it's okay the way I described the movie to Ali after I got out because what was supposed to happen we were supposed to go to the same showing and I was stuck um, on our um, lovely um, Interstate 285 in the Atlanta area about roughly two miles from from my exit as the traffic crawled like little ants going to a picnic just uh-huh. do, 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 do. I'm sitting here like it's like they're gonna let me in. So I bought a ticket for the four o'clock show because we bought them for three. So I bought a ticket for four four o'clock, which was the Dolby Cinema version. Which um, uh, so first up, um, well I get to that. I get to my um, bad. So. You should
3: have, you know, you should have just caused the scene, right? If you cause a scene, then they're gonna have to to um head, get you to calm
1: down with a with a, a free ticket. That only works for white women.
2: I was like, we have police outside my theater.
1: Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this probably wasn't the movie to show for a fit. And Brandon's way too large to be throwing a yeah, fit. Yeah, about to say, have you seen me? <laughs> have, you, have you forgotten what I look like? Come on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was extremely underwhelmed by the amount of violence in the movie because I I. I from all the media coverage and everything, all the controversy, I thought he was going to come in and start busting most, busting some heads. I thought we were going to see pop, 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 pop in succession. I thought some Tommy Guns would be broken out, some bloody violence that was supposed to incite incels to rise up against the um, oppressive, um, PC, um, multiracial culture and just, you know, murder all of us to a nothing. There are six deaths In the film, seven, if you count one that's off screen. More people died in one scene in Shazam. (laughs) If we're keeping score. (laughs) That you see them on screen and it's bloody. Have you never seen an R-rated film before? I thought we were all grown here. But
3: Brandon, were they killed with like real, real world um, objects or were they killed by supernatural forces.
1: The devil's real. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see, you see what he's saying on a Sunday. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I get the movie a B. Uh, the way I described it to Ali after I got out to theater is that this feels like somebody was trying to serve you a gourmet meal They had the good silverware, the good flatware, a lovely tablecloth uh, uh, the freshest ingredients delivered straight from the butcher and the farm farmers market and all like that and and, and spices imported from immediately fresh from overseas but they can't quite cook. The elements were all, like, the cinematography was absolutely gorgeous. Especially even seen it in Dolby Cinema. It looks, the movie looks fantastic. Every single last shot is deliberately composed and set up and, you know, focused and color-timed and art-directed. It looks perfect. The acting, Joaquin Phoenix in particular, the acting is phenomenal. Joaquin Phoenix will be nominated for some shit. He was really good. It's one of his best performances. Everybody else is great as well. I didn't quite care for the after playing Thomas Wayne, but I think, but I think part of that is because he was given an exposition dump as his as his biggest scene, and that scene, and that leads me to my other thing I didn't like too much was the writing was I thought was lackluster. Like the plotting okay. is fine; it's really the dialogue that sort of kind of it's not. It needed a polish or two. The dialogue it just sort of kind of live it just sat there for me, uh, and that's really the main issue I would is the like, the writing and the the writing and the direction. Like Todd Phillips also he wants to make this sort of supposed real art film, but he at multiple moments during the film he hedges out on things and does things to try to over explain the movie that weren't necessary because he's afraid that people won't get what he was trying to say even though it's supposed to be a movie for adults but yeah just i mean it was fine in uh, the score Um, i didn't realize i had bought a ticket to see imitation of life i'm going to need you to back up off that score the the music is it's great music but it's loud wow. and it's super dramatic <laughs> Super. That's why I say imitation life. It feels like I've walked into a melodrama. It's uh, okay. doing I, a lot.
0: <laughs> uh, I can give you that a little bit, but Max Richter
3: went off. I'm sorry. He said it was super dramatic. Like
1: this review. <laughs> but, but I mean, you, what, what's you, the, what you, is the lady's name? Who's the who's the who did the score? Her name is Hildur. Oh God. G- I thought Max uh, Richter did the score. No, it's it's Hildur Guinnadóttir. Um, Gwinedor- this is this. She is from Iceland. She is. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's it's G it's G is G- G- U- o- with a thing over it. N A D Accident O T T I R. Y'all want to give that a shot?
0: <laughs> I I need to <laughs> see it written before me. I'm not. Guinnadóttir.
1: Guinnadóttir. You're not going to have me calling her Listen.
0: a piece of IKEA furniture out here.
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so what you're going to call her is an Icelandic um, music composer. Okay? okay? Yeah. How about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't. Why would you think it was Max Richter? Or were you so, you somebody it, told me that. Somebody, somebody, that's what somebody told me it was. Somebody lied. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not bad music. It's good music. It's just that it's so... It's so dramatic for for scenes that aren't really that dramatic, where the music is trying to carry over the emotion that the act that the um, the direction really is not giving you.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is the film insists
1: the music insisted upon itself. Yes, I mean the whole movie insisted upon itself, but you know the the music in particular. (laughs) And uh, the other thing, the comic book thing about Joker. Um, I didn't realize until this last, I guess, year and a half, two years, that comic books were the gospel of Jesus Christ, that their words were written and read, and that we weren't supposed to change, alter, or anything them, that we were supposed to follow them as closely as possible except for the things that we don't consider appropriate anymore, like the misogyny thing, slavery, and all like that. Um, And a book. Didn't you niggas go see Aladdin this year and half of you liked it? Have you ever read the story of Aladdin? It ain't that movie. It ain't the movie with Robert Williams either. It ain't the Broadway show with my nigga Jay's Monroe Algahart, which is much better than the movies. Um <laughs> they changed shit because it's it's called an adaptation. I understand that comic book fans value comic book fidelity above all else. I do fully understand that. But some I mean, especially with, you know. DC's characters being 80 and 70 years old, a lot of them, and the Joker in particular, having been in multiple movies, multiple TV shows, played by everybody from Cesar Romero to Jack Nicholson to Heath Ledger to the voice of Mark Hamill in the animation studio over at Warner Brothers TV Animation. And uh, of course, you know, you uh, all I don't understand why it's such a big deal for them to not do a comic book accurate Joker this time. Which, to be quite frank, the only time they did a comic book accurate Joker was quite frankly Caesar Romero. You're right. That's the only time. Let's be clear. Jack Nicholson's Joker was different. They did some. They came up with some shit for him and had him kill Batman's parents. He yeah, because people, people, people will sway. I'm sorry. Peter. People will swear up and down because that's the truth,
0: that Joker killed Batman's parents and that's part of the origin. Right. People, like, they will fight you about that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, they made that up for the movie to tie the characters
1: closer together. Right. Which was a good choice for that movie because it it drives the plot. Heath Ledger's Joker was, you know, not the Joker because his Joker was the one, uh, the insane one who was like, you know, he had, blood was what made his makeup and everything. And, you know, how I got these scars and all that kind of stuff. The Joker wasn't that before Heath Ledger came along. He was prim and pro- he was prim and proper. The hair was bumped. Face was beat. <laughs> that wasn't who the Joker was before Ledger came along. After Ledger came along, they started changing the character in the comic because the movie version was so popular. And then Leto was trying to do some hot topic um, um, golf boy shit that didn't, Work at all with them scary ass teeth uh and that bad acting. You know, so the only time they really done comic book accurate, Caesar Romero, who was comic book accurate to the time that they did that TV show. People forget when the TV show was on the air, the comic books were that campy. It was that Dick Sprang um era where they were, you know, they were doing that they, shit at that time. They, well,
0: they, they changed it up
1: because the TV show was popular. Right.
0: Yeah. Um
1: yeah it's a lot Ugh. well no they didn't change tra- the style of the comics when the TV show was popular the comics had already been that for 50 for, for, for 10 years by that point they started that in like yeah in like the late in the mid in the mid 50s when superhero comic books sort of kind of started sliding off they made Batman brighter and funnier hmm okay yeah, that's it was accurate to that time. The only thing they took from the TV show was Batgirl. She was not a character in the comics at that time. Yeah. Not that version, not the Barbara Gordon version we know now. Um, but yeah, so I didn't I I get, you know, I guess from a nerve perspective, but I did for logically speaking, I didn't get it. So I would I would and also DC loves to publish those Elseworlds tales where you have all these crazy stories where Superman and, and Shazam are fighting over Wonder Woman, uh, where, you know, the killing joke was once an Elseworld's tale that became canon, which I still don't appreciate. Uh <laughs> You know, the Dark Knight uh returns is the Elseworlds tale of a future. Kingdom comes is a tale of a future. There's all sorts of other strange things. Batman, uh, Gotham, what's that? Um, Gotham by Gaslight, all that kind of stuff. Superman Red Sun. They do weird takes on these characters in their own comic books. So when one of Birds wants to do the ship, I don't understand what's the craziness of the whole thing.
0: But you but you're saying that as if the like like, well, I'll say fanboy audiences are different, but mainstream audiences, they don't know what an Elseworld is. Right, but these are fanboys they still get complained. Like I know there's fanboys complaining, fanboys are just going to fucking complain because something isn't how they think it should be anyway, and they think everything should be right. Right. But I think you also have mainstream audiences complaining, too.
1: Yeah, you definitely and, do. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, um, then they have no, and you're trying, first off, you're trying to introduce the concept of, like, to, like, it's a lot that they're getting that effect. There's a different flash on TV than the one in the movies. <laughs> so that's already a lot. Like, you know, you we're finally at a point in history where you can have, like, different a TV universe and a movie universe and have them separate and audiences be okay with it. You know what I'm saying? And not, you know, wondering why these two
1: things don't match up. Aren't they okay um, with it? okay more than they were before okay (laughs) because i was just thinking about how they're complaining everybody's like why doesn't greg gustin star the movies you want the man to die but but, but, like you're saying you're that's not but what what, that's not that's none of their business
0: you just make it happen (laughs) to be honest um but that's a lot i mean and besides they did with power rangers um but that's uh, that's not a year on there. <laughs>
1: um, how much bu- how much new footage did it? What regular episode of Power Rangers from back in the day? How how you? Know, they probably shot like a whole season in like a month. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You're,
0: well, first off, you're, you're you're trying to say here like people knew that um, that wasn't old footage in Power Rangers. You're making that assumption that people knew that. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. that's true. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt you.
0: I I forgot what I was saying, so I think we're
1: good. All right, but yeah, so, and the movie, I was going to say the movie does tie into the Batman mythos in its own way, for all to talk about it not doing such. It's certainly not, you can't just change the name of the movie to the comedian or to um, Arthur and have it be just a movie because it's clearly, they're telling a story about Batman, Joker, and the Waynes and Mm -hmm. Gotham City. Mm-hmm. They're just doing it in a slightly different way. Yeah. And it wasn't that slight, to be honest. I was like, oh, they're actually... Going there? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, "I was like, oh, niggas is lying. <laughs> what I in the theater. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh! <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's... So, a B. Um, and with the caveat, of course, that it is a slow-ass art house movie, or at least it wants to be you know, mm-hmm. with its um loud cello score and it's um, multiple scenes of Rocky Phoenix dancing through the frame to sort of represent his descent into mania. Uh his so, skeletal frame. Yeah, in a skeletal frame look, looking like um looking like um uh, anything I'll would say would be inappropriate. Uh <laughs> like like five really evil jokes came in my head. I gotta push all five of them out. It's Sunday morning. Uh but yeah. It's not a comic book movie in the sense that Marvel and everything. And I saw people sitting in the theater waiting for an in credit scene, <laughs> and then the white man who worked at the AMC came up to me. Is, I said, "You know, there's no scene." I said, "Oh, I know. I'm reading the credits. I know this is a, this, <laughs> this is not that kind of party. I'm I'm good." <laughs> um, but yeah, so all right. Or is there anything else we wanted to say in general before we go into the spoiler section about the movie?
2: Just um, why do you think this received an eight minute standing
1: ovation? That's a good ass question because it got an eight minute standing ovation at Venice Film Festival. People mm-hmm. wanted to, people wanted to seem smart and, and and artsy. Well, I mean, Nate Parker's movie got a seven minute standing ovation at the same festival, and nobody people wanted to wanted, buy it.
3: People. People wanted to see um, so like we endorsing wa- black people.
0: OK, so the walk takeaway here is you can't trust that film festival. And it's crazy.
1: OK. <laughs>
3: no.
0: And didn't Green
1: Book I mean, win last everybody year? Everybody
3: was just everybody. I Stop feel like it. as if eight minute, eight minute, um, eight minute uh, applause, standing ovation. Sounds like people were all just posturing for their for their um, colleagues.
1: Or oh, they were drunk.
3: Yeah, you didn't want to. You didn't want to seem like as if you were not supporting your colleagues. You also didn't want to seem like the one idiot in the room who didn't understand this art house film. Right.
1: Uh, also, right? R- so, Roma won last year, not Green, Book. Green Book won Toronto. Oh, okay. my bad. Okay.
0: But so you, but yeah, so you sound like started. you had more vitriol for this movie than you first seemed.
3: Yeah, because yeah, because like I said, I was underwhelmed. They would do like, it's so, it's so like it's groundbreaking and all that. I'm like. No, it's not.
0: Nah, the, the Sorry, so real, not the reviews, <laughs> But nah. I, I, I don't want to blame the movie for that because I think the the reviews and the meat like I hate fucking saying this, but the media kind of like ru- ruined the film like an experience a bit for people. But I think because I like like Brandon was saying, I wanted a little, I wanted a touch more violent.
1: Yeah. If you go, I wanna, I, if it's so dangerous, where where Tria was too scared to see the picture in the theater because you know everybody's saying they're gonna shoot the theater up, they're gonna shoot the theater up. Give me my money's worth. Shoot some people. Not not real, but like, in real life, in the, in the movie, in the movie, in the movie. My God, in the movie. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, almost, almost every death in that in that film had a meaning behind it. Yeah, that, like it's it it is such a like um wow i mean the uh, it it ruined the experience for the film and i think most people like i i enjoyed it like i really did i will say my my criticism is it is slow it it could use a little more like some punching up in different areas Mm -hmm. but it doesn't it didn't take away from the experience for me and i and and i'm glad i didn't like like i don't know like i don't know i I will say like i don't i don't want to look at the film as less because of expectations I had coming into it, even though I knew like every when I, as soon as I heard Art House film, and I could tell from the way the trailer was done, like, okay, let me keep this in mind because I hear people like go away, like, even people going too far to the left. It's like, oh, it's a serious film. And you can see like how they're like making a commentary, not only society, but the Batman mythos and how it all ties together and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, and, and, I'll, and I'll say the scene later, but I'm like, I don't think they meant all that. I no. think you're. I think you're. I think you're just like wanting to be. You're just standing away too hard right now.
1: The movie really muddles all the social commentary stuff. That's the main thing that the writing sort of kind of fumbles the ball on. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was like I. I also said it suffers from first time directoritis. Even though Todd Phillips has done Christ m- so many movies already, because it's something to do something different. But you could be somebody who they told them this is the template for how an our house film is supposed to be. and They're trying to fit that template and don't quite understand how, which is why, even though the movie should feel slow, it feels slower than it actually should in places. hmm. But yeah. Um, spoilers time. Yeah. Ooh, yep. all right. Spoiler time. wait, wait. Right, I press the button. All right, all right. (laughs) For everybody, it's like it's not the joke, it's not the joke, it's not Batman. Um, y'all's favorite scene happens in the last reel of this movie. (laughs) Mm, And
2: and
3: you know something? I told Brandon. I told Brandon (laughs) after this movie, I said, "If I ever see, (laughs) if I ever see another." Pearl Wayne, Drop Wayne's murder <laughs> and pearls together in the next decade it'll be too soon because I'm I'm tired.
1: I'm as soon, tired. As soon, as that, as, soon I, as that camera panned around and it showed the theater with the, with the Zoro, the gay blade player, I was like, oh fuck. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know another
3: funny part of a funny part of that scene for me is that somebody, when the person the person who decided to shoot it that way, they probably thought, man, this is going to be so genius. They won't even see this coming.
0: Uh, my problem with that was, <laughs> I like, me and, me and Mike, I went with, to see it with a few friends. Mm-hmm. I, did, I personally had a problem with that scene because I felt like like it just, it, like, it wasn't like it all, everything else was kind of romanticized the way it was set up during that sequence. And I'm like, we did not, all we needed to see was them go down that, that, um, Alley and the guy look and the guy in the Joker mask looking and then going after them. And then you you just see like Bruce probably standing next to their bodies with the pearls just yeah. go- going casually in the sewer. We didn't need to see him actually do, you know go po- wait, do wet work, grab her pearls. It was like ooh, death by
3: numbers. Right. Ten, you see, you see what you just described there it happened several times in this movie. Yes, there. It's like they give you the first part of a scene. And I'm just like, you don't need to show me the follow <laughs> right. through. I know what I'm watching. I'm I'm an adult. Where like what,
1: where else did this happen? The for you? biggest violation. Me and Ali talked about this already. Is the whole handling of Zazie Beast's character. What is her name in this movie? Sophia. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, she's the next door neighbor, or she lives down the hall from Arthur, mm-hmm. and he has a crush on her. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't ever talk to her, but. We see like what appears to be them getting to know each other, and we, he she goes to his comedy show. Uh, they go out, you know, chopping for like papers together, and he she's there when his mother has her stroke at the hospital, like like the girlfriend, and then he ends up walking to her house, you know, after he realizes that he was adopted, abandoned by his real parents, adopted by his quote unquote mom, and then abused as a child, and sits mm. on the couch, and she comes in, she's like, "What are you doing here?" Your name's Arthur, right? That's all you need. That's all you need. Because immediately, end. Todd Fields gives us flashbacks where he shows, oh, she was never there. Nigga, we know she wasn't there. That didn't, bo- that didn't bother me. me
0: <laughs> that didn't bother me. I mean, I see your point, but that did not bother me at all. That did, Like, I, it, because I feel like that, like, you, and it didn't bother me, like, I guess because you're saying it's an art house film, you should, like, catch yeah, it. Get it.
1: But yeah. <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, okay, this is a usual trope of films. So of like regular, like, you know, general audience movies, if you're supposed to be trying to do some artsy shit, all you actually would need is one of those scenes. If you really wanted to make sure you got it, you didn't have to show us every scene that we saw and show us what actually happened. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I, I think it's like when I think of Art Hall's
3: film, I feel I feel like as if the When I've seen uh, movies like this, the the film director or the story doesn't do a lot of hand-holding in parts like Uh this. Uh So I feel like as if when I watch a film like this, I expect it to not hold my hand because it wants me to come up with my own interpretation of what actually happened. But then other films like, you know, the -the run-of-the-mill sort of things, like all the superhero stuff
1: we've seen before, they do that a lot, right? Because... Because they are they aiming, their, they, they need for eight year olds and eighty year olds to catch what's going on.
3: Yeah,
0: and I and I, and I see that 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 what else? Because that did, like I see your point there. That didn't bother me as much because even though they, they were showing everything, I almost felt like every part was like a beat of like I don't know. I'm 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 not gonna get into it. But I see your point.
1: The handling I, another, of a him. A good
3: example. A good example. Where? Sorry, Brandon. A good example of. Of what they did do, um, like, in my opinion, that was good, was the end scene, when he walks away and there, he has bloody footprints, right? Because you didn't right. need to see him actually murder...
1: The black lady, the, the, black, um, the, the black social woman. worker. Right.
3: right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You He just walked away and you see bloody footprints and you have to, you assume that, okay, he probably did just come in a murder.
1: Right. And though I was going to say the other thing that sort of kind of was a little bit... Christ, it just went out of my head. It uh, was a little bit heavy-handed. Let me see if I can remember it. Uh, the when he, he steals the um, the records wow. yeah. from Brian Tyree Henry, which first of all, how <laughs> that nigga is twice his size. Kiss, kiss said it was crazy person straight. <laughs>
0: Decepti- de- I thought that was a trope, de- deceptively strong. You didn't notice he was deceptively strong the whole movie. I did actually.
1: <laughs> oh. Like. How did he really take
2: down
1: old boy from the other clown? Right, right. <laughs> um, he, I just thought he was—he he got luck and you know cunning to uh, take him out. No, but, yeah. <laughs> but when he takes the file and he goes through the file and like the scene where he imagines himself sitting in on his mother's um, session, psychiatry session. That mm-hmm. scene, the way it's written, is is extremely heavy handed and it goes on I think maybe at least two times over longer than we needed than yep. we needed. Like that should be like a quick in and out thing. We didn't need her to sit there and sort of kind of Oh my son Arthur, he was such a happy boy. You, you need only a little piece of that. Especially since I
3: was fine I yeah. was fine with that scene until in- until he 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 um he planted himself inside the scene. <laughs> That's where I was like, okay, you're doing too much. <laughs> like, I get it. You don't need to put yourself in it watching. Like I, I I see what you're going for though. Like I like reading it makes you feel like as if he's so like as if he's like there witnessing it. But you know, yeah,
1: is he was doing too much at that point. Also, I mean. That that shit was so notorious that it made the papers, apparently. But um, the uh, the Penny Flex story, because he had news clippings in there. Oh yeah, they did. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit. <laughs> uh, but somebody said I didn't catch it. They said they they like said another
0: part in the movie where they actually do make it still kind of mysterious whether like uh Thomas Wayne was
1: his
2: father. The photo. But I don't know. I, what part was that?
1: The photo. Uh, on, where, on the
2: back of the photo,
1: yeah. Yeah, the mom, after he murders the mom. Mm-hmm. Uh on the back of the photograph there is, you know, like love and kisses whatever it is. Love it, love and and un, it wasn't kisses. Love and something else it, from T. It was like um, yeah, w. admiring
2: the way that she looked or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, so we never did explain the plot of this damn movie. Uh, I (laughs) Uh, I guess it's, you know, because we got to talk about like all the other shit surrounding it. The plot is almost incidental at this point. But, the movie is about a man named Arthur Fleck, who's um, this poor, sad man who works as a clown and wants to be a stand-up comedian. Lives at home with his ailing mother and takes care of her. He's not a very good clown. He's an even worse stand-up comedian.
0: When his mom was like, but don't you have to be funny? Funny? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, she was like, it was like, she was home, She was like, she was old and like, like really like sickly, but she was still abusive.
3: She was, she was, she was, she was, she was, she was clever like a whip. Okay? <laughs> and, then, and here's the thing. She said at the, at the time I thought in my head, like do you want
1: this bath or not? <laughs> <laughs> right. And so Arthur has this dream of being a famous stand-up comedian and being on The um, Life of Murray Franklin, which I guess is sort of kind of, I mean, none of the late shows are actually live, but, you know, I guess like a Jay Leno or a Johnny Carson type of a show. And so he tries his best to figure out how to move his stand career along, which is one plot thread, he gets bookings to do stand up, and he's very bad at it because he also has this condition where he laughs uncontrollably in inappropriate situations. Like it's like a brain tick. that he has. As I actually looked business. it up. Um, I actually looked it up. What was that called? Go ahead. I'm sorry, but yeah, like um, we, we first. Oh, I'm sorry. We first Found see it, it when he's making. Um, go ahead and say it. Well,
0: shit. They took. Never mind. They. T- Oh, pseudo bulbar effect. Okay. PBA.
1: Yeah, we first see it when he's on Emotional the bus. Emotional
0: incontinence.
1: Yeah, wow. He, okay. Yeah, we, we first see it when he's on the bus and he's trying to entertain this little black boy. And I'm um, surely from what's happening turns around and says, see, leave Brandon, my son alone. <laughs> Brandon, see, we can't. <laughs> 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 Did she not look like Shirley from what's happening? <laughs> and, and that. <laughs> Really, really, <laughs> really. <laughs> Nobody else <Boy>. saw that. <laughs> Brand new style, the it stop. Okay. I wasn't even trying to be mean. She looked like sure from What's Happened. And she did. And she was like, leave my son alone. He just starts laughing uncontrollably and gives her that that card. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and she was like, Well, I guess I can't say nothing right now. <laughs> she just like I'm gonna let you live for now.
1: Right. I I thought
3: she
0: was
1: gonna get up and take the child away. I mean, she would have, but she couldn't sit at the front of the bus. Wow. That's a joke. That's a joke. She probably she could. Wow. I know it's 1981, but it's a joke. Uh, <laughs> for her child. Ken, could you could you get your friend? Please? <laughs> get your friend. Oh, but yeah. So, um, Penny Fleck, Arthur's mom has been trying to send letters to Thomas Wayne to ask him for help because mm-hmm. she feels like he can... Because she used to work for the Waynes 30 years ago, and she feels like he could help them out of their poverty situation. Uh, but mm-hmm. nothing is happening from that. So Arthur loses his job as a comedian because he... In the opening scene... He's uh, out there as a clown uh, for like an audio shop that's going out of business with an everything must go sign. And some Latin kids, some Puerto Rican kids yeah. come up and beat the shit out of him, take the sign. And I, I was like, April will say, I be like, oh, we're in that type of a movie. This It's, it's white time today, huh? Mm hmm. <laughs> so
2: I was like, can I walk out already? <laughs>
3: You know, something kind of disturbed me about that scene is the the, the disturbing part about that scene to me, and I'm I'm still trying to wrestle with the fact that is that a good disturbing or a bad disturbing? Is that when they confront him in the in the alleyway,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, they start beating on him, and they just say, they literally say, he can't, he's he's
1: he can't do anything. Let's just beat him up.
3: <laughs> I was like,
1: what? <laughs> Let's just beat him up. It's some like, very poorly written ADR lines some kids have. Like I was Let like, him, mean, Kick oh, yeah. him. Kick him again.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we we actually did talk about that We're were in the movie. We were like, so we're really just gonna like direct them on how to beat somebody up. Yeah, like,
3: he's
2: he's weak. He can't do anything. Let's just let's just beat him up. I'm like, I don't uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but, the, but with this scene and the woman on the bus again, why did they have to be people of color?
1: Yeah, you could have easily had to be like some racially mixed, like you know, like gang yeah. of kids,
2: right? Um, so just that again, we'll, we'll keep, continue talking about this, but those choices that were made.
1: Mm-hmm. And he, um, speaking to people of color, he sees a black social worker
2: mm-hmm. who, like,
1: where, where he gets his medication from, and like he, like, he says he keeps a diary. Uh, as part of the doctor's orders, and also that's where his jokes are, and a lot of inappropriate pictures cut out of Playboy magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets fired from his job as a clown because at one, he gets a gun from his friend Randall, who works at the clown. I guess I don't
0: know the, the clown agency. His
1: well, his, his co work his colleague, is not his friend. You right from what happened, and he. Drops the gun while he's at a children's hospital seeing if you're happy. I had to hold my hand over my mouth because
3: I almost let out a most inappropriate <laughs> laugh at that
2: point. I, when I, think, I, tell I, the, you, I think I was the only person was, who laughed in my face. <laughs>
1: Really? That was hilarious. But <laughs> oh, we all laughed I was like,
2: ooh. <laughs> I was, it, it was, that's what I liked
0: about this movie. Like when they when they cop- captured the nervous, like ain't, like nervous humor, like they did it so well because the whole time, because you knew he was such a um, like, I don't know, so awkward and clumsy and shit when he
2: almost shot himself in the apartment before.
0: Mm. And I am like, please don't let this grand go off in this children's hospital. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I beg of you, don't like, shoot the children, and, it, Todd
1: Phillips. Don't shoot the children.
0: <laughs> it, but it was, so, it was funny the way it was played, and it was shot excellently. Um, it was just like,
1: whew. <laughs> he goes to pick it up, like <laughs> it was a prop. It was a prop, and he's so he gets fired. He is going um, home on the subway, and these uh, Wall Street guys are on the subway car drunk and acting a fool and harassing um, the woman who's in the car with them. So
3: is the only reason they couldn't make them black in this case because they worked at Wall Street? (laughs) No, No, I think it's because they didn't
0: (laughs) white. You know what? But hey, you would have rather he killed the black folk?
3: (laughs) No, no, I'm just saying, like, with the way the movie's going, with the people who beat him up and the people who who gave him the most grief, is the reason why these guys were white just because they worked at Wall Street? Well,
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, they had to have I, the they had to have the like wealthy white guy narrative too. Yeah, they did. Yeah. 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 like I've been slighted by all these people, including yeah. that group.
0: so. And I see like in and I think it kind of plays into the theme of like when he does the one killing that was actually very wrong and outrageous and ins- like his insanity and shouldn't have done because all these other people like who 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 usually abuse him are downtrodden. Mm-hmm. They're like mm-hmm. people who are down like. It, you know, down in, the, you know, the dumps or in the trenches with him, uh, theoretically. Whereas these are people who are not, who are, like, above him and, like, they're being, you know, they deserve, like, I don't say they all the way deserved it, but they deserved some retribution for what they had done. Um, and but even then, when he finally hunts down the last one to kill them, that's when it's kind of, like, the twist, because... It's no longer you defending yourself. This is you really going for the cold, Mm -hmm. cold cold-blooded kill.
1: Right? They start. I thought that
3: was. I thought that was was really well shot. Yeah. Especially the last part of that.
1: Yeah, because they start beating him up, and then he takes the gun out. He just he pops the two of them, and then he hunts down the last one, and he makes it to the stairs before he finally puts all the rest of the bullets into him. And this killing sparks up a, like, I guess, like a tidal wave of controversy and retaliation in Gotham City because people, since it's three, you know, financial um, bros who were murdered, it's perceived as this clown, because they thought he had a mask on, uh, this clown doing this as sort of kind of an anti-capitalist statement. And so it starts with all these, like, you know, I guess you know these anti-capitalist um protesters who start putting on clown masks and uh, having protests you know at down um at um at city hall and then at like um a theater where they're doing like this really ritzy black tie showing of Charlie Chaplin's Modern Times with a live orchestra and uh that is where because at, at one point Arthur opens up one of his mother's letters uh-huh. and he reads it. And he gets really upset because the inference in the letter is that, you know, she's writing Thomas Wayne all this time because not just to get money, but because according to her, Arthur is Thomas Wayne's son. So he's trying to get a meeting with Thomas Wayne. He first goes to the Wayne estate where he meets Bruce
2: mm-hmm.
1: and does uh-huh. some little magic tricks for to try to entertain him and and reaches through the, the gates and tries to make him smile before um before a thick Alfred comes over and chews and him away hmm. and tells him that, you know, like, so your penny flex son, your mother was delusional. She worked for us a long time ago, but you know, uh she she was institutionalized, you know, you were adopted while you were here and everything like that. And so he's like, um
0: You know it's not true. <laughs> okay, that was one example where the dialogue really didn't work.
1: Yeah, right. At, at all. all.
0: At all. Elf. Alfred's dialogue was very much like it was I don't know, schoolyard bully
1: toady. Right. He was cute though, so let's Wow, yeah, but then, okay. <laughs> well, focus on what's important, Brandon. Yes, focus yeah. on what's important. I'm like, I'm,
2: yeah, I, I could have totally that... did without scene.
1: <laughs> I uh, the scene. The worst
3: part is that, is that Thick Fred got jacked up, and I was like, no.
1: Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, crazy strength. Uh, so when he goes to he goes to like the protest in front of them, showing uh, modern times, and sneaks into the venue as an usher, so that he can get into the uh, restroom and talk to Thomas Wayne himself, and be like, "You're my father." Thomas Wayne's like, oh, "Oh, no, I'm not your father. Your mother was crazy. You were adopted while she was there. You didn't know what happened to you and everything. And so you're, you're like, you're a real. Like you're, she was." She was institutionalized while she was with us. That's why she had to leave. Your mother's crazy. And so he keeps insisting it's not true. And Thomas Wayne just decks him in the face and walks out, stay away from my fucking family because he knew that he had come to the house the day before or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um it I didn't mind I didn't mind the performance here. Um and you're right, it was an exposition dump, but I also feel like Thomas Wayne wouldn't like he was talking a little too common for me. Mm-hmm. Um. A, but also, I guess you w- would kind of try to talk that way if um, somebody was trying to confront you in the bathroom while you're just trying to relieve yourself. Mm-hmm.
3: Also, like, also, also the way he was moving, the way sorry not him, the way Arthur was acting and talking,
1: mm-hmm. you
3: you would have to assume as a as a family man, as a parent, as a husband, that you'd have to know assume a defensive. Sort of tone of voice, even threatening, because I mean, for all you know, this guy could be, he could be really off his rocker. He could come back again. This time, he has a gun. I mean, if it was that easy to get to Bruce, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but, but I don't just, know why it was Bruce's
0: treehouse yeah. that close to the uh, fence? Yeah, like,
3: <laughs> right? I was about to say, like, why is why why is it so easy to just get in contact with Bruce? I could have kidnapped him. <laughs> it's a I could have jumped. No, I jumped over the fence. I could have. It was a. It was a. It was a brick wall. I could have jumped over the brick wall, taken him, chucked him
0: into an unmarked car. One of the funny things uh, somebody said was like, because they showed Brent Bruce going down the um his treehouse, like he like Batman going down the pole. Yeah, and it was like, and somebody's like, maybe this is inferring how after this moment, Bruce is stuck in the the mindset of being a child, and that's why you know part of the reason he becomes Batman and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, (laughs) wow, Mm, y'all are trying a little bit hard. I mean, yeah, possibly, but
1: it is is trying hard.
0: (laughs) I mean, I get it, and I can see it,
1: but
0: I don't know. I don't
1: know. Uh -uh. Yeah. And so Arthur does go to the uh, psychiatric hospital and steal the records from Brian Tyree Henry, which we already said, and finds out that he was, you know, like um, this abused child that the, the coverage was on the media, and the mother was ho- hospitalized, That he was indeed adopted, and his parents had abandoned him, so he had no idea who his parents are. And the mother—and meanwhile, the detectives have been investigating the murder, and they came to uh, talk to the mom, and she freaked out and had a heart attack while Arthur mm-hmm. wasn't there. And so when Arthur got home, he had to go and take care of the mom, put her into the hospital— and so after he learns that he was adopted His mother abused him as a child And that's probably why he has that um, That little laughing tick He mm-hmm. goes He just goes to the hospital And um, he's like You know, I used to think my life was a tragedy But now I realize it's a fucking comedy And his mother is his mom with the pillow Wait, wait, wait We we skipped one important scene What did we skip? When he's talking to the cops And then he runs into that door Oh, Yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, as, when he goes to the hospital Um like, the mom off. <laughs> Still funny.
0: That Still plays funny. out so well. Like, yeah. it, it, it it, it was like, that was one of those moments where I feel like it told you so much about the movie. It told you so much about the character and who he is. It, it's like he thought he was a badass and he went in there like, <laughs> he ran <went laughs> into that door. And they, he did, like, uh, Joaquin, uh, Phoenix did it so well and it, it was shot really well. And then even the like, so is that yeah. la- 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 laughing tick like is that real or something <laughs> and he's like what do you think what do you think bang. Bang. walks away bang it's exit only <laughs> 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 and it's kind of like and even the second well you, you'll you get to that other scene with the cops later but
1: yeah and so he kills the mom you know, we are talking about the whole Zazzy Beats thing. She out the movie at this point, so we won't rehash any of that. So he's in his apartment. And uh, the other thing, so when he did his terrible stand-up, the comedy club records all their performances, and they sent a the tape in to the Mary Franklin show. And Mary Franklin showed it and basically called the guy a joker and made fun of him. And so Arthur is crushed. But the talent booking agent calls him to ask him to come on the show to be interviewed by maria franklin and he agrees and so he's gonna go uh (laughs) he puts on he starts putting on his you know makeup his you know some version of that uh class or joker makeup he has his hair green and that's when um randall and um and the little person uh they come over to try to gave their condolences because his mom, they heard his mom had passed. And he stabs Randall on the eye and in the gut with a pair of scissors because of the whole thing. Like, what did you tell the cops? You know, cops are coming by uh, the shop and asking, you know, the guy was a clown who murdered those three guys. And so, you know, what did you tell them when they interviewed you? And I, the inappropriate humor, like, nobody asked me. That's because it was a regular-sized guy. If it was a midget, they would have came and asked you, wouldn't they? They would have arrested your ass. <laughs> Uh, but when he murders Randall and he lets the little guy go, he's like, oh, "You can go. You're free to go." But,
0: uh, but uh, uh, no, right. but him whimpering in the corner, watching all this happening, and his voice like, ah! <laughs> and he is just like petrified in the corner, like, "Oh my god."
1: I mean, oh if, if somebody was murdered and in front then, of you, you would have done the same thing.
0: No, no, and I, I know it's a very realistic thing. But <laughs> to think, like, the even the way all the violence in this movie is usually is played out realistically, and he just lays there with like old boy blood casually on his face. You mm-hmm. mm-hmm. can go. I'm not gonna kill you. You were always nice to me. And then he like he's walking like ah, like, still like ah,
2: ah,
0: Yeah, because ah, he's he's looking and at you. Like, like, uh, <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like, don't look at it, don't look at it, don't just don't look. Wait, dick nigga, you are not gonna look? Like, how you know he's not gonna try to stab you too? <laughs> right. <laughs> so you gotta keep like you gotta look, but you gotta
2: kind of act natural. <laughs> like and then, I don't wanna. he's right? so like, but can you help me out? <laughs> I, yeah, I
3: was so I uh, inappropriately giggling at the point where he reaches for the chain on the door and he can't reach, so he has to ask Arthur, "Could you, yeah. could you get the door for me, please?" <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, 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 whoops, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he jump scares him. He's like, ah! I was <laughs> like, no, don't do that. That's not funny, bro. Don't do that.
0: It was funny. The whole scene, it was so awkward. Like, it was awkward horror. <laughs> I loved it. Like, it was like, he, I mean, he reached for the thing and he just, like, g- gave up so defeated. Like, oh, my God, I'm dead.
1: I'm dead. <laughs> And so he walks out. He's going to go and do the um, the show. And that's when the two cops, all right, the detectives are like, hey, we got to ask you some more questions. And he reads them on a, a chase through.
2: But after watching him dance for like 10 seconds. Yeah,
1: yeah. because like, He's, he's doing... at
2: the top of the stairs just standing yeah. <laughs>
1: there. Because he, he also, he stopped taking his medication because the black lady told him we are shutting um The government cut yeah. our funding. We're shutting down this health department um, outlet. And so he's off his meds. He's, you know, he's career, he, you know he's crazy as far as the movie's concerned, you know. Um, I guess, you know, like and that, I guess the dancing represents his mania. I guess him enjoying the dancing represents his, his mania, I suppose. And the cops lead him on a chase through the city. I was like, you know, the, I was like, they're keeping up. They, they're doing a decent job. <laughs> up
0: oh, a, oh, you, wait a minute. I, but it was, that was another awkward humor situation where he was dancing on the steps. Like he was in his own little world. Mm -hmm. And then they came up and, like, hey, wait, that's him? Like, it it was
1: so. And they were playing. (laughs) Hey! It was like,
0: it was like, it was like, oh, we're going on a merry little chase.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: It was, I, it was like, I, I don't know. I enjoyed
1: that. Yeah, and they run into a subway car full of people in clown masks because they go into a demonstration at City Hall, one of these more, another anti-capitalist um, demonstration. And uh, Arthur puts on a clown mask himself, so he blends in with the crowd, and they start, like, harassing the people on the train, trying to figure out which one is him, end up accidentally shooting and killing one of them, and the mob and the crowd just turns to a mob and just beats the shit out of these two police officers. And Arthur gets away and makes his way to the Murray Franklin show where he uh, he asks them, can they bring him on as Joker, not as Arthur? Because, you know, that's what you call me when you showed my tape. You called me a Joker. So I'll be the Joker. And he goes on the television, y'all, and he confesses to murdering the, those, those three guys on the subway. Live on the air. <laughs> and Robert, Robert De Niro's um, Murray Franklin. That's when, that's when you start thinking.
0: Murray, Murray. <laughs> yeah. Why is it like when people go villainous? They turn it like. Is it was that taken off a of Disneyville? Because I uh, thought you like, going to say
1: Scar. <laughs> Murray. <Marais. laughs> uh, like, but I listen. felt like
0: he became like it was like I don't know. It was another um, cliche that it start. He starts acting a little effeminate as he get. Go full villain. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I did notice that. Uh and Murray Franklin turns from Johnny Carson to Peter Jennings in like three seconds and starts mm-hmm. doing Listen, so <laughs> <hard>. Listen <laughs> when 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 he confessed
3: to those three murders, I was like, Oh, oh Murray, you're in trouble.
1: Right. <laughs> right. You're in danger. <laughs> And so you know, um, Joker shoots um, Murray Franklin live on TV, which I, which everybody saw coming from a, a mile away, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, just,
1: but the, the,
0: I sure. love the way that was shot. Yeah. And I mean, and I had the, I thought the whole scene was like, I mean, it's not a um, monologue, but it was like, it was like, okay, this is the coda of the film, making a, you know, a statement about society or whatever, and blah blah yeah. blah, blah. Everybody Murray,
1: was mean to him and treated him terrible. Everybody's terrible. You're terrible, Murray.
0: Murray, Murray was terrible. Yeah, he was. I mean, he brought he basically brought that dude on stage to make fun of him. Like, I mean, I mean he's not wrong. That's
3: true. He did bring him on to to. to no, he did. did just he deserve to
0: die. Him. No, but um, the way they played out and the way like they changed up the like the grant like the 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 I'm hey fuck it the way they put in like different Instagram filters in that scene to give you a different mm. effect
1: mm-hmm. and
0: to play up the like. The dark humor of the situation I loved it mm-hmm. yeah, J- Brand Br- 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 is Brandon's over there like Not Instagram filters, know. bro <laughs> I, I couldn't come I knew it's not Instagram filters I knew when I was saying that It was wrong, right. But I just could I just couldn't think of what You know, the correct term You knew it I, I got you F-
1: Filters is fine <laughs> Oh, that Instagram And so well, After he shoots some people uh, He's arrested and taken To uh, jail Supposedly Until He gets hit by They get hit The car Police car is hit by a truck driven by one of the um, protesters who they drag him out because I guess they saw him on the TV. They drag him out and put him t- on top of the um, car like he's, you know, Jesus. Because they put him into like a cross on mm-hmm. as well. And it's just anarchy in the streets, everybody going crazy. And this is when we go and see the movie theater playing Zorro and the Waynes run out and one guy in the clown mask comes over. You get what you fucking deserve and shoots Thomas Wayne and then grabs Martha by the pearls and shoots her. And leaves Bruce there, orphan, ready for revenge. And so, so
3: you know something. I have to pause you just a second here. You know something I've been uh, debating and wondering whenever I see, whenever I have seen the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne, mm-hmm. is why if you're trying to, if you're just trying to, um, to, uh, to burglar, not burglar, if you're just trying to um, commit theft, right? Um, you could yeah shoot 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 um shoot him, but why shoot her? And I feel like as if in this case, no, I no, I can see a plausible, you know, thing here. It's not about I just want to steal your your money. It's I I want to um sort of um you know so inflict pain and make myself feel better by getting getting one in on the the class the the one um, percent class. Yeah, that, is, that, is, that has been, quote-unquote, oppressing me and my kind.
1: Right. Right, and so... In the... Yeah, because
3: before that, it just seemed like as if, well, why kill Martha?
1: Like, right. Mm. And so the rumor is that in the original version of the script, the Joker just dies here. But in this version, he gets up, and everybody cheers for him, and he sits there. He starts dancing on top of the car. He's like, finally, you know, everything. I'm, I'm a happy person, and I have friends and everything. And then we smash cut to um, he's in Arkham Asylum. Uh which brings the point that how much of that shit actually happened. He actually just right. ended up going to jail and not getting praised like that. Uh he's being interviewed by his um, you know, his new social new black social worker. Mm-hmm. They always cast a black woman to be his social worker, right? you know. Mm-hmm. There's always this person who's so mean to him or at least a slightly cross to him, you know. Doesn't and, uh, listen to him. Yes. And so he kills her and walks out with bloody shoes. Not, no, no. Shout out to Cardi B uh, because this time the person who's not listening to him, he's gonna get her this time, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. he's like, I was thinking of a joke. Like, because he's laughing. He's like, what's so funny? I was thinking of a joke, but you wouldn't get it. Get it. And so he walks out with his bloody shoes to um, that's life, and then starts being chased by an orderly. And, mm-hmm. the, and the end, the literal, the end comes onto the screen.
3: I wanted the orderly, when he runs out again, like across the hall, I wanted the orderly to be the one that's being chased. <laughs> 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 like, I thought I was going to, I thought that was what was going to happen. Like, he's, the orderly's chasing him and then, then, <laughs> then the orderly's running away from him. <laughs> I wanted it to be
2: a uh, Brian Tyree Henry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, and also I did want to point out this movie opens up with the old school 1970s Warner Brothers logo with the Sal bass like dot and dash logo because, you know, back in the old days when movies were real and there is no DC logo. until the very, 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 very end of the credit scroll. And just as an aside, y'all know it bugs the fuck out when people say, why doesn't DC make good movies? DC Comics publishes comic books. Warner Brothers makes movies. Mm-hmm. There is no DC studios or DC films. Y'all have that they they it's like a just a label to put on the movies because they are based on DC things. The people who work at the comic book company. Uh Jim Lee his job is supposed to be to supervise these things, but they don't have to listen to him if they do not want to. It's their prerogative, literally.
3: Look at you calmly explain that to people who don't read.
1: Like, Walter Hamada's <laughs> job is to supervise the production of these films for Warner Bros. He works for Warner Bros. He's not work for DC. Like, it's not... People want to have, like, a I guess, a, com- a competitor or, I guess, a villain to the hero that's Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios is, like, how Disney animation was back in the nineteen sixties and seventies. They are in a league of their own. They are do. They are the only company doing the thing that they do, and I think that's great. We should let them be that rather than trying to make up some shit and twist reality in order to make that. Because it the way these movies come out when they're good, okay, and bad makes a lot more sense when you realize it's this—it's regular movie folks making these movies and not people who know comic books because why in the fuck if Dan DiDio was making uh, these movies, why in the fuck would they not match the comic books? <laughs> and also because, especially with this, they've given um, Ty Phillips and Bradley Cooper, who are the producers of the film, you know, carte blanche. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. And they did. Um, it's funny because that Bradley Cooper sort of kind of escaped from all of this, you know, backlash. Nobody's going to not go see Guardians three or whatever the fuck because he produced the Joker movie. And I guess nobody gave Todd Phillips credit for helping produce um, A Star Was Born last year either, because they have you know joint well, joint effort. It's called. It's their production company made both of these films. You can't see it over the radio, but I'm shrugging right now. Like, you know, that little... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But that's Joker. It's, you know, it has some merits. It has some demerits. I uh, still say that the whole shit's been fully overblown. Uh, after this box office um, comes in on Monday, I can't wait for all of the... Um, hot takes from people like, yeah we told you it was going to make money to this is terrible this is venom all over again it's going to be all over the place cuz uh as of right now Joker is on track to make at least 93.5 million dollars opening weekend mind you the movie cost 50 million dollars to make and i assume it like the press, the marketing budget was super high though so and they're still bringing in 100 million more from overseas so they'll be doing just fine by next Friday, I had already said in the earlier episode of the show, if it made like a high amount opening weekend, it's not going to it's going to like have a heavy drop second weekend, I would assume. After, you know, general audiences see it and realize that Batman ain't in it and that it's not, you know, there's no comic book action really in it. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, what is the... Audience score for it right now in Rotten Tomatoes because the Rotten Tomatoes score dropped real low after some of the, like, the more mainstream American reviews came out.
0: Especially it's that. It's like
1: 66. Yeah, that New York Times review um, knocked the shit out of it, boy. That shit said, Are you kidding me? This second rate copy. I mean, also to be fair, it is cribbed a lot from um, Taxi Driver, which I saw I saw last night t- before we did this review. It, like, I, I mean, it, it is, I saw it. it- not a whole bunch, but you can see that it's like, I'm gonna make something like Taxi Driver, you know. It's at sixty nine percent with um the um the critics, and is at ninety one percent for the audience score.
3: What do you need for a fresh rating?
1: Uh sixty. Okay. Uh, But yeah, so now for questions. Um, Do you feel like this movie will inspire future films that are similar to it in as far as R rated takes on, let's just say DC characters? Because I don't assume Disney will be producing any R rated films based on Marvel characters that aren't Deadpool, and Deadpool being a special case. uh I definitely think so. I mean the
3: movie did good enough. And like you said, the box office is proving that mm-hmm. you know, um people are, are coming to see it and they want to watch it. Um
1: you don't think that I, I they'll think, they'll heed the backlash of the movie being seen as violent and everything like that. And yeah, slow but that here's down? the thing though, it's so far we've we've not seen any kind of um
3: actual Violence has resulted from the from the film, and if that continues to, there was one not theater the
1: in Huntington Beach, California, that shut down because of a credible bomb threat. Oh wow!
3: Okay, well, it's not it's not something that's nationwide news right. for now, right? So I feel like as if uh, people will see this movie, they will um, come watch it, and remember, uh, we always have to boil it down to the fact that hey, is it making money? That's all. That's all. Movie studios <laughs> give a shit about, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, are you making this money? And it's made a decent enough on opening weekend, like you said, right? Ninety on track to ninety, right? So I feel like as if um, directors and um, might see this and be inspired to give their own take on, or our own RA to take on um, you know comic book villains or or heroes or just characters in general. Okay, uh, sure, that might even inspire Sony to just be like, Oh, we'll just change one of the movies that we're already making and we'll just give it an R rated spin.
1: All, the, all these weird takes on like these, like, on C- Spider Man C and D list Spider Man characters. No offense yeah. to Spider Man fans. Um, uh, yeah, they might just
3: be like, Hey, let's just make the Madam Web movie, uh, an R.
1: <laughs> an old lady killing folks, bless <laughs> their heart. Uh, 'Cause I heard there's rumors that they want to do Luthor if they do a second one of these. I wouldn't mind seeing a Catwoman. Another Catwoman movie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the first, so. Or all the cats Jones. come up and like and they magically give her the power of a cat. Yeah. Yeah. I have literally described to you the plot of this motion picture. She get she she falls to her death. After trying to investigate some pharmaceutical people doing some shady shit, and these cats come up and start licking her, and somehow she magically gets the magic powers of a cat.
3: Yep. That's it. That's
1: the movie, Ken.
3: <laughs> Swear to God.
1: That Which is not too life. far from what they did with Michelle Pfeiffer in The Batman. Um right. Returns somehow she but fell to the, her death, but the and the mood, cats brought her back to alive. But they did, they did, yeah, but the different mood was different. It's a
3: different, yeah, the different mood. You knew that you were watching a loony ass movie from Jump, right? Whereas the Harry Berry Catwoman was not in that same vein. So you 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 were left sitting there, what the hell?
1: Plus, they <laughs> had a whole CGI on? montage of her getting them powers, like. Of Egyptian cats and shit flying across the screen. Just all sorts of foolishness. My my lord.
3: It was this Shazam.
1: It was it was that scene in Aquaman where he got the staff and he started seeing all them fish. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> yeah. Leave the ocean alone. That he-man see he got the staff. He was like, <laughs>
3: He got the staff, and he got a and he got a new shiny costume.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! All right. So, any final thoughts before we go? Mm-hmm. Would you let your mom see this movie, or your father, or your like whatever your guardian is or who your guardian was? So. <clears throat> Mm, that's, a, yeah. that's a no that's a no but
2: yeah.
3: that's easy because my parents wouldn't even watch news <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean
1: I
2: would but I don't think they enjoy it
1: they'd be too slow yeah,
2: yeah. I was gonna say my parents wouldn't enjoy it it's too
1: too slow would you let okay, your not there. would you let your grade school children see the movie
0: it's too slow for them and
3: also a lot of the a lot of that stuff is gonna fly over their head they don't understand all they, see, all they would see is just violence right
2: mm-hmm. would they or a sad clown. That's a that's two hours.
3: Yeah. Sad so, clown, and then it'll traumatize them to clowns for the rest of their lives.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think mm-hmm. it would be it do a better job of traumatizing them to clowns than this would. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Can we talk about when he just crawled into the fridge? <laughs> I forgot about that part.
1: He took all the shit out of the refrigerator. I just crawled inside. I had flashbacks I to Sherry Johnson on Pucky Brewster. Like up I knew you were going to open from the inside.
3: I you were going to go there. <laughs> I was like, "What is he doing? Is he able to clean out the fridge?" And then he gets into those And then, and then the, 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 the comedic part is the fact that it didn't close properly the first time, so he had to the first
2: close time. it again. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd, I'd, I don't want children climbing in the fridges.
1: No. Yeah. Listen, Pucky Brewster had a whole episode about why that's scary. <laughs> and they had a whole little black girl do it. <laughs> Say? <laughs> that's why she grew up and started dating Waldo Geraldo Faldo. Um, <laughs> oh no. Thank y'all so much for joining us on this episode. <laughs> this
2: is so a really nice podcasts.
1: I saw it the joker now. Ah! <laughs> uh april thank you for joining us where can they find you <laughs> online
2: <laughs> you can find me on twitter at dr april a and that's a-p-r-y-l and um i just uh, co-authored a book chapter on joker psychology so pick that up
1: oh awesome. wow <laughs> yes. And as for us, you can find us on all social media under the handle at SSN Podcast. Our website is ssnpodcast.com for more episodes of the show. And you can find the show uh for download or streaming on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, ACAST, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. We is there. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. This has been the Say Something Nice podcast. I'm Brandon. I am here with April. Hi. Ali. Hi. And
0: this has been Late Night with Murray Franklin.
1: (laughs) We'll see you all next time. Have a good night, folks. (laughs) We'll see you all next time. Goodbye. those
0: no, no,